0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Today, we have the A-plus team. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. Introduce yourselves. Oh, I'm Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Erin. I'm Dean. And we have an announcement to make. (gasps) The Weird World Podcast is going green. Dean's gone paperless.
1: Hey, we're also on Spotify.
0: Oh, yeah. We are on Spotify now.
1: We forgot that that's a thing. Oh, we well, didn't realize that was a thing for podcasts. Well, yeah. It's becoming quite popular, apparently, as a podcast venue.
0: It's supposed to be just second to iTunes. Ooh. Really? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. According to Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
1: well, consider this one. Yes, I'm going green, but I've been, I actually went green last couple of times. So. Girl, you just didn't notice.
0: Well, you could have announced it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I just think it was that big a deal. Sure it is. Would you like to talk about spiritualism?
2: Love to. Would you like to hear
1: Aaron Quinn, pronounce the word.
2: I have a speech impediment. <laughs> and that's a difficult word for me. Yeah. Those good. words with S's. Just give them one try. I have to <gasps> focus.
1: Sorry, Carrie hears geese outside. Literally.
2: Here, so Do you hear them? I hear the geese. That's They're the coolest, calling me. coolest sound ever. Yeah,
1: it really. Right. I love them when the
0: geese migrate.
1: Okay, wait, wait. You missed that. Go ahead. Spichani. Yeah, that's you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> so, what was spiritualism? It was a belief system that held that spirits of the dead could communicate with the living. That simple, It's basically it. Certain people, mediums or spirit guides, could provide kind of a conduit between our world and the spirit world, right? It was huge between about 1850 and 1920. It was centered in the. US and England. It was mostly, you know, upper class kind of people, but it was a worldwide phenomenon. Seances and readings with mediums became big business. They I would were,
2: totally scam someone if oh. I was a lady back in that time. I totally scam rich people.
1: Let's hear your Russian accent.
2: What, they were Russian.
1: Oh, they they did. That was super common. Trying oh, try to, to
2: pretend to be to like se- foreign.
1: Exotic. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you had a lot of Madame Zuvarka's and shit but like that. But not too foreign. Yeah. So white. And then slip and have their <laughs> Cockney accent come out. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Well. People still do this today, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. But these guys, these confidence tricksters, uh, tricksters would pretend to speak to someone's, you know, dearly departed, and essentially they used like classic cold reading techniques, and they just, you know, you said what you've thought your audience wanted to hear, right? Which, again, you're right, is still done to this day. Is the most is every medium out there does exactly the same fraud. So spirits would speak through uh, the medium, right? Or sometimes they would wrap the tables. Right? Sometimes they'd make tables and other objects float. Our tip. <laughs> I looked at Carrie, and she immediately knows what I'm thinking. Because so I looked at Aaron, and she knows it. And, she, and Aaron, it feels nothing but anguish. As and a Child,
2: we were I, traumatized. I,
1: I, have we told that? I think we might Probably. have told that story in the show in the past, but we, Carrie and I, as good parents to our
2: pretty as young you children, <laughs> yeah.
1: We did, did a fake seance. Who
2: full-on believed in ghosts. Absolutely did. <laughs> like, all of us are really like, this is real.
1: <laughs> they had seen the YouTube things with mm-hmm. the string is just barely yeah. visible, that it pulls the thing out of the way of the, the picture, and they had bought into that. So we did a seance, uh, and pretty impromptu, if I remember. We yeah. just looked at each other, I think
0: it was, yeah. and we both
1: just used our knees to lift the, the table. table we were on the opposite sides because weren't we
0: holding hands weren't we all holding yeah hands? We, were all we were all holding yes. hands so we
1: couldn't have done it by our hands mm-hmm. and all four kids lost their shit pissed their pants ran upstairs
2: emma probably cried a little <laughs> well i'm sure she did
1: <laughs> i have no doubt it was it was classic parenting one on mm-hmm. and if if our goal was to not believe in bullshit i think we failed that because we <laughs> yeah. reinforced there Belief anyway,
2: no, it taught us about trickery, yeah. Taught
0: (laughs) us to never trust their
2: parents.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, sometimes these mediums would call up even kind of vague ghostly shapes. So, apparitions were part of the business, a Triangle, yeah, very vague (laughs) triangle. (laughs) triangle. No, I mean, like ghostly people uh, Um, would would somehow, there's someone
2: in the corner, you can't see him, but trust me, he's there,
1: (laughs) or it was a co conspirator. Oh. In a nice flowing gown, and they'd remember they're always dimly lit and all that kind of bullshit. Oh, yeah. My personal favorite though was when mediums would uh, pull, uh, would uh, call up or emit ectoplasm. You know what ectoplasm is they emit it from their mouths.
2: Are those the oh, green have you seen the pictures? Yeah, I've seen the pictures, but I thought the pictures were faked.
1: Faked. You like, say fake or faked? Faked. Faked. Okay. Like oh, faked. <laughs> like
2: they were fake photos. Like no,
1: they're real photos. Of we'll, of, we'll, we'll put was, one on the website and, and, and photos
2: of people using cotton that, to fake act like
1: it was kind of this shape. widest material and yeah. they would pull it out of their mouths just like every street magician would you know pulls colorful pull <laughs> handkerchiefs out of their mouths same kind of trick and sometimes though they'd even fold it into the shape of kind of a vaguely human shape turns out it was cheesecloth which uh, is kind of a slightly stiff
0: gauzy cloth,
1: gauzy kind yeah. of cloth of the time and but still it looked pretty goddamn impressive. Especially with dim lights and the, you know, credulous moods that were the norm in these kinds of seances. So that was – Disneyland's Haunted Mansion has a big section on spiritualism. Remember the the, – what's the room called? It's Madame Leota. is the head in the crystal ball Uh that you go into in the Haunted Mansion. And there's tambourines and shit like that floating. That's classic seance spiritualism. Yeah. Right? But – this episode is not about spiritualism. Oh, <laughs> Why? We will get around to that. We'll to maybe we'll maybe tell the story of the Fox sisters and talk about spiritualism. All I, these I days.
0: have a family member who has some spirit guides. You do.
1: When we do that episode, we'll have, maybe we'll have him <laughs> on as a guest, or oh, no. not. Because yeah. not. no,
0: he pretty much hates me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the feeling is mm. quite mutual. So we will get to that soon. But right now, let's just. I wanted to set this up because what this story is about. It's kind of an answer to spiritualism, kind of a a reason for it. At least that's how it was um, intended. So spiritualism kind of faded after the 20s, but eventually parapsychology rose up. Parapsychology, you know what that is?
0: Yeah, I used to want to be a parapsychologist. Psychology. After
1: a manhole? (laughs) Yeah, manhole cover. A few years after the manhole cover, 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 Dream died. And then Mm -hmm. parapsychology. Mm -hmm. Never, you know, for me it was all astronauts. No. Yeah, until a couple, yeah. couple years ago. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know what? Part of me says I uh, still got a still shot. Still there. <laughs> you never know. So it was parapsychology is an attempt to explore psychic phenomena like ESP, it's telekinesis through scientific means. Uh, they these efforts have been around for a long time. There was a British psychical research group in the 19th century, a long time ago. But in the 1960s, in the counterculture era. That it kind of it, it got big. There was a parapsychology department at Duke University, as a matter of fact. So it kind of took off. At its core, is parapsychology is trying to find out if supernatural powers could could be explained naturally, right? So it applied to spiritualism, some of these psycho- parapsychologists started to wonder if their research could explain that phenomena, the wrappings, the, etc., the apparitions, right?
2: Oh, the what? Uh, the fake?
1: The the, frog? the well. If that was real, let's pretend that was real. So a big if. Yes. The spiritualist and the medium said it's caused by spirits from communication from the spirit world, right? Parapsychologists said, well, you know what? What might those raps and those apparitions be more natural than the mediums claim? Maybe the spirit rapping was caused by the, not by the dearly departed, but by the people in the room. So later researchers, by the way, would also apply this uh, thought to uh, poltergeist activity. By the way, which is kind of the dominant strain now, right? Most people don't think poltergeist is a ghost. I think most parapsychologists would say no, it's caused by that, you know, that troubled teen and his anguished thoughts are manifesting through psychokinetic powers and such like that. So it's just kind of like that, basically saying might those wrappings, those apparitions, be psychic, be psychokinesis or telekinesis? I don't know which term is is. The dominant one nowadays, but which is the physical manifestation of mental energy or some kind of brain power, right? Oh, okay. You don't know psychokinesis, is, don't you?
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay, now you do. But I don't All believe right. in it.
1: Well, no. But they were saying that that was essentially their hypothesis okay. by some parapsychologists. So Far-fetched. let's explain, because my spiritualism was a, just a huge deal.
0: So they thought uh, that there that they didn't believe that the medium was fake and pulling cheesecloth out of her mouth
1: well they, they probably thought, would have said that's fake yes but things like raps and stuff like that to the degree any of that thing was real they're they're saying what if that was some kind of directed psychokinetic power not spirits from dead people
0: so they entertained the possibility that that was real
1: absolutely these are <laughs> Yeah. so okay. yes they did absolutely huh does that make okay does that make sense I want to make sure because that's that's critical this whole experiment is is trying to prove that hypothesis so in 1972 a Canadian parapsychology researcher and his group thought well you know what let's try to tackle this question let's design an experiment they were called the Toronto Society for Psychical Research TSPR amazing they decided to create a ghost and talk to him oh Uh, (laughs) Bear with me. Does it make a little bit of sense? I hope. TSRP. They're led by a little bit of background. They're led by Doctor A R G Owen.
0: Oh Jesus! He needs three initials.
1: Pick yes, one. he does. Sure. He did pick one. He went by George. Okay. okay. <laughs> he listened to you. He was a psychic researcher. He at the time he specialized in poltergeist activity research. Uh, his he got he brought along a guy named Doctor Joel Whitten who was a psychologist. He would be kind of, I guess, the supposed sort of neutral scientific ob- observer for this, this experiment they're going to do.
2: Like the non parapsychologist dude.
1: You know, I don't, he at least was involved with that as well. He wasn't a fully just a, you know, if you're fully kind of a famous psychologist, could you come and look at our crazy ass experiment? Well, don't mind if I do. No, he was somehow involved in that world too. I just don't know how deep, you know, uh, Owen was out. a flat out. Psychical researcher. He was a parapsychologist. I'm not sure what Witten was, but I don't think he was, you know, antagonistic at the least from what they were doing. Got it? Mm-hmm. So Owen's wife, by the way, Iris, she was also part of the group, as was the former head of the Canadian Mensa group. Oh. That's the IQ, the high IQ folks.
2: High IQ. Who in pat
1: each other on the back and say how smart they are to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other participants... Were basically the Toronto, the TSPR. These are people who are involved in, in this group. They're just, you know, sort of either believers or just enthusiasts for parapsychology. It was, it was included like a housewife or a couple, I think, actually, an industrial designer, an accountant, students. Is that kind of a group? These all were interest interested in psychological phenomenon and research, and they were and they became known as the Owen Group when they started doing these experiments. None of them, keep in mind, claimed any kind of psychic powers. So none of them thought they were like a medium, and that was pretty important as well, because remember, they want to prove it's not sort of spiritualism and, and those wrappings and such what are not from mediums or from the dead. They're something that these people, normal people, can do through psych- psychokinesis. Okay. So, okay, the nutshell of the experiment is, was pretty much as simple as it sounds. You, you manufacture a fake ghost in order to then have a seance and call up and communicate with that ghost, that fake ghost. The hypothesis is simply that if we can do this, that would, that would show that these seemingly paranormal events caused by spirits, rapids, and such, um, can happen without an actual spirit being involved because this was a fake, fake spirit. Yeah. That are, pr- who
0: are they using as a medium? Somebody who really believes There's no medium. Oh, okay. Oh.
1: That's just key. them. Yeah, okay. just So them. they're
2: saying anyone can do it.
1: Anyone can do this or at least, you know, we're not, we don't want to cloud it by having a medium... There, because that would imply maybe it's the medium's right. you know, yeah, psychic gifts or whatever. So, or was ability, it yeah.
0: just their group doing it, or did they bring in innocent bystanders who didn't it, know? It
1: was just their group. Oh. It was people who hmm. were already TSPR members. Okay. It's not a good methodology. Just, just to cost people in, in, on the street, hi, you want to do an experiment? Yeah. When you find out how long it went on, you'll see why that was not going to happen. Huh. <laughs> so, the hypothesis was again to show that seemingly paranormal events can happen without actual spurs. Um, they would see if they can do this, this, they'd prove that these kind of phenomena were directed through living beings, whatever is projected energy, some kind of psychokinesis. And, and essentially that spiritualism and all those things that happened during the spiritualism heyday were were simply some kind of projected telekinesis. That's what they that's and and this would would prove that because if the ghost is fake, the spirit is not real. It can't have been caused by that spirit. Yeah, you follow. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful in its simplicity.
0: No, I question the methodology. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so does <is> everyone <laughs> with a brain. Oh, okay. Uh, and just maybe, by the way, fingers crossed, they might do more than just communicate with this fake ghost. They might even raise an actual visible apparition. Really, George Owen, that was his dream. That was really what he wanted to do. He was into like Eastern thought, right? Like, I don't know, Tibetan Buddhism and stuff like that. And I guess in Tibetan Buddhism, there is this concept of tulpas.
0: Oh, yeah. I've heard of tulpas.
1: It's like thought forms.
2: Mm-hmm. Tulpas. Mm-hmm. Tulpas. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> I is, is that what Carrie's doing? No. She's so like, yeah, no, yeah. I've heard of them. Okay.
0: Yeah. I okay. I read about them when, uh, when I was doing some other. Research? Bellwitch, maybe?
1: Maybe. Oh, uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Tulpas yeah. are like thought forms yeah. that are, you can actually, essentially people are, can will into actual exi- existence mm-hmm. using the power of the mind, a physical presence, a physical manifestation. That's the idea of a topus, right? Uh, which is kind of cool. So he was really into that, and he was really hoping that, that they would uh, not just get wraps and stuff like that, but get the th- uh, goddamn topus. Yeah, goddamn it! He wanted a topus. He, want uh, he wanted an apparition. So first, what you need to do, you need your ghost. Enter Philip.
2: Named him Philip.
1: They named him Philip. Cute. So they put pen to paper. The group did as a whole, but it was kind of led by Sue. She was the mensa lady. She was kind of the, the main driving force, at least initially, from inventing Philip the Ghost. They sketched out a noble Englishman named Philip Aylesford. Great name. It's a very cool name.
2: Amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well,
1: and, and the last name is spelled A Y L E S F O R D. Come on. That's a good name. Oh no, he was. He was. He was an nobleman. He was born in 1624, so he lived during the turmoil of the English Civil War in the mid 17th century.
0: Sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know that immediately that. came to mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I,
1: uh, I thought I, it did, but I thought I'd mention. I it. wondered
0: yeah. which side he was on, too.
1: Well, I'll tell you which side he was on.
0: Okay.
1: In a minute, he was knighted at age 16. Whoa. He, yeah. No, he was. A, he was an up and comer.
2: Kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah. No, it was. He also married a woman named Dorothea, but she was kind of she's kind of cold. She's kind of a cold fish, but she was also a nice noble lady from a neighboring, whatever they call it, estate. I don't know. He was Catholic. And so he supported King Charles II because King Charles II kind of was—he had some. His mom was Catholic, and he's, he had—he was Protestant, of course, but his mom was Catholic, and he had some Catholic advisors. So he sort of was pro religious tolerance mm-hmm. at a time when most of English society was very anti-Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so, being Catholic, Philip was pro Charles II and against the Puritans and Oliver Cromwell.
0: Mm-hmm. As
1: Carrie knows, you guys know. English as you are. Uh huh. Okay. He became personal friends with Charles and even spied for him. Ooh. So one day, Philip, Goodness. he's out riding along his lands and he stumbles into a gypsy camp. Okay, these people should have been writing romance novels.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Historical romance novels. He, uh, I know we call them Romany now, but mm-hmm. at the time they called them gypsies or worse. Naturally, he spots who? The gorgeous Margot. What the fuck? <laughs> think like esmeralda esmeralda yeah. from the animated hunchback hunchback in notre dame
0: oh Margot's a gypsy
1: she's a gypsy oh. yeah it's a gypsy camp
0: well romany so, carrie okay. please stop
1: being so offensive he... but so he's in a gypsy camp he sparks Margot. she's super hot she's like esmeralda esmeralda yeah esmeralda from hunchback only she's real actually she's but she's not <laughs> uh, he, he falls instantly in love with her and sets her up secretly in like, his gatehouse, I guess, near the stables. <laughs> Still is probably better than her, you know, yeah. stinky-ass tent. And, uh, you know, they're lovers. And his home is is, is called Diddington Manor.
2: Oh, Lordy. <laughs> uh, Diddington Manor. It was
1: the only real thing from this entire story, by the way. There was a house called uh, that. That's
2: the terrible.
1: Eventually, though, well, Ice, Ice Queen Dorothea discovers the love nest. She's very pissed off, right, as expected. She accuses Margot of what?
2: Adultery. Being a witch.
1: Witchcraft. That was the go to back then, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't like someone. You're a witch. Which, and it's easily believed, of course, because, you know, Margot's skin was slightly darker Mm -hmm. than all the other people there in England. So, Philip, he's fearful of losing his lands and his wealth, completely bitches out. He Uh does not defend Margot. He does nothing. She goes on trial. She's convicted of witchcraft and she's burned at the stake. Uh oh. To his what credit. Yeah, very much so. But to his credit, this'll I think this'll will um, he'll re- recover in your estimation right now because he felt bad about it. a shit. Does that make him better? No. Okay. So what does he do though? Leaps from the battlements of Diddington Manor to his death. He's found okay. the next day. Very, very dead. And this was in 1654, he was just 30 years old. Sad story.
0: Not that
1: sad. But remember, none of it actually happened. Right? Yeah. They made it all <laughs> no, up. Whatever. Again, Denny the manager is real, but otherwise, Philip and all the events of his life and all the people—they are pure fiction, invented by the Owen group as part of their experiment. They even had um, one of them. It was more artistic, a little bit. Sketched out, did a sketch of Philip. We'll put that on our <laughs> website. Ruggedly handsome, no shirt.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But, it, you'll yeah. show him like
1: maybe upper chest up, but it's clear he has no shirt on. It's, it's like, amazing. was that really okay? Jenny have a baby, like in the 90s, and everybody took a a picture of them with their infant baby with no shirt on, (laughs) baffling. Uh, Remember, though, Philip's fakeness was crucial. I'm going to keep that in mind. The next part of the experiment, making contact with his fictional spirit, would prove, they said, that human causation, that that humans were the cause of these ghostly ghostly spiritualism visitations. Got it. Uh huh. So first steps. What do they do? So it's now September 1972. I probably should have said that already. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said the 60s counterculture. This no, was. We
0: knew it was 72. Did said you? the- Did I? I'm good. You did didn't I? say September.
1: Okay. Well, now it's September. They've <laughs> got their ghost <laughs> yeah. ready. They got Philip ready. It's September. It's time to actually start the experiment, right? They call them sittings. What they did is they went into a little separate room there at the TSPR headquarters. I don't think it was much. It's probably like a, in a yeah. you know you know R and D area. Kind of warehousey. I don't have any idea. I doubt it was in a skyscraper, yeah. but
0: it's probably the Owens' living room.
1: Pr- no, it was Owens? a it was a separate office oh, somewhere okay. because they had well, a, a, their own room there, and they call it the um, the Philip room. As a matter of fact, they did not have like the t- the, the seancey kind of table and clasped hands and a dark room or anything like that at all. The, the room was well lit. It was, and they had observers there again, people like Joel Witt, Witten or others apparently, and many of the sessions would at least later be videotaped. The group then would just sit around and meditate. They'd sit in separate, you know, and whatever, um. sofas, yeah, and just meditate <laughs> and and try to visualize visualize their, quote, collective hallucination, hallucination named Philip. That's mm-hmm. what they did. So imagine you're sitting around with, you know.
2: Just a bunch of people looking at each other like, you see him yet? <laughs> you? Is
1: he here? Meditate harder. Yeah, I do. Um, oh, no. um, yeah. They had a picture of Philip in the center of the room. To concentrate on, I guess, to try to you know manifest him. And sometimes they'd put a piece of aluminized cardboard. Not 100% sure what that is. Yeah, me neither. But they put a piece of aluminized cardboard. It's
0: uh, cardboard wrapped in aluminum foil. There we go. Yep, super There's, shiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice.
1: They put that in the middle of the room, hoping that Philip would manifest on that piece of cardboard. I'm mean, thinking it's kind of like a Star Trek transponder, yeah. <laughs> transporter pad, or something like that. I don't know. They put a
2: little X on it so he knows where to, <laughs> so he knows
1: where to land. <laughs> They're trying to be helpful. All right.
2: You go, Philip.
1: <laughs> there you go. Philip That's stands the spot. here. <laughs> no one go. No one stand there. Just in case, Philip. Yeah. Some of them did say they felt a presence during these sittings, these meditation events in the room there, but obviously there's no no outward signs of any communication with Philip. Whatsoever. And that went on for one year.
2: Oh Jesus my Christ. gosh. Well, they're very patient people. They might actually all be insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's commitment.
2: Yeah. I mean, just
1: think about that. You're just sitting around what? with the same motherfuckers for I they would do it at least you know, I don't know how often I read somewhere they do it at minimum once a week. I think sometimes more than that though. Hmm. So just hey, let's hey, meditation time, let's come over, come over to the Woo to the to the office and we'll just sit around and meditate. who's, who's got the Illuminati's cardboard? <laughs> so they realize at this point it's time to change tactics, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A psychologist and psychic researcher named Kenneth Barchelder. No idea. Him. Okay. Yeah, he had written about nineteenth-century seances, and there's dim lights. There's that table. Everybody's holding hands or laying hands on the table. But also these 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 events were often quote. A jolly atmosphere where they sang songs and hymns and they talked and they joked. It was it was not as solemn as I think most television and movies portray these seances, at least yeah. according to his research. A lot of them were, were much more informal, loose affairs, right? Iris Owen, she reads this and she thinks, you know what, maybe we need to make the experiment more seance-like, like that. So maybe we need to make uh, – I'm sorry – uh, maybe there was something about the mood, you know, the ambiance that allowed the communication with the dead are, as they thought, the, you know, the the physical, whatever was going to cause the psychokinesis to actually happen. It was happening back then in the, in the 19th century. Maybe that was partly due or allowed by the the atmosphere in these seances. So, you know, they thought, can we replicate that? Would it, would it help us out?
0: I suppose it's worth a shot.
1: I think so. Would it let them, if they could, you know, essentially if they, would it allow the participants to let go of the fact that Philip was not real, free their minds and...
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Create
1: that tulpa. (laughs) I don't know.
2: The fact that they know he's not real and they've created it.
1: Yeah, I know. Still, let's let's dim the lights. They reason, let's have the whole group sit around a table in traditional seance fashion. They did that. In this case, they used a card table with eight fold-out Lightweight metal chairs crowded around it I've seen it it's not that big of a table there's eight people around it it's it's when their hands are on the table they're basically touching it <laughs> you know hand in yeah. hand they sang songs and had pictures of an old castle and other 17th <laughs> century kind of objects lying around the room there just to get them in the mood I mean they, they had everything but the spooky tambourine floating in the air
2: they watched Monty Python's Holy Grail it was great there in the mood
1: <laughs> they moon. probably did hey you know what it hadn't been out yet oh. sorry about that this, remember, though, was countered to the whole idea of the experiment. Owen wanted Philip to be completely fictitious, and the, the participants needed to be completely aware of this at all times. They, they even baked in historical inaccuracies in his backstory to maintain his fictionality in everyone's mind. But, you know, when you're facing failure for a year like they were, you improvise. So down went the lights and up went the weirdness. I've seen it. It's on YouTube. A tape, a video uh, of yes, it. Yes, of them. I mean, I'm seriously. One guy's like dancing badly, like Davy Jones from the Monkees. Oh, yeah. well, they're just they're singing all the time. They're singing "99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall" at one point. Oh right, How, really? Huh. They, I mean, they just
2: slip into like <laughs> insane. <sync. laughs>
1: <laughs> they are. It's hilarious. They're kind of crazy. My <laughs> <laughs> <A> chandelier. <laughs> so. They, the good thing is it, so, yeah, well, no shit, man, but I hit the note. Fuck yeah. It did the trick. Mm. Uh One night during a seance with all hands on the table, there came a sharp knock. I know that didn't sound like a knock because it makes the microphone do fucked up things, Mm -hmm. but what was that? Everyone says, right? Then another another rap. And someone said, I wonder whether Philip is doing this. (laughs) A a single loud rap said, "Uh uh-huh, it's me, I'm Philip, I'm here. So quickly they developed a means to communicate one rap for yes, two raps for no, and they started peppering this presence with questions.
0: Was this rap? Did you say it was like a rap on the table?
1: It it's or just a rap in the room? Sounds very much like a rap on the on the table. I think I've heard the rap because they, they recreated these raps on for a television special and some other videotapes Our film, actually. I think, and it, it sounds like a rap to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, well, because you know, like those. I, I'm assuming it's like our card tables, yeah, which yeah, it's not going to sound like. Knocking on wood is what I mean.
1: You know, it's hard. It's, I've, I, you'll have to listen to. It. I, I would encourage. Maybe we'll do a link to a couple of the YouTube videos. But it doesn't. You know, it doesn't sound quite as sharp as just a, a wrap on like a heavy wooden table. Yeah. But it is kind of a lightweight, I probably pressed board kind of cardboard, kind of uh, card table. And yeah, you know, like could it be? I thought that too. Could it could be like some like the table essentially popping or something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, they st- so they start asking Philip all these kind of questions and he just goes off. He's got the answers. Ooh. He answered everything. He even developed, they said, a kind of personality. So he he'd communicate his likes and dislikes and, and increasingly finer details of his life. They thought that when he rapped sharper than normal or more quickly, it meant that he felt particularly strongly about that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, he would pause before, reporting, before responding as if he was unsure, apparently. Like they, again, they thought. And then he, he started, get,
0: you know, he has to think. He
1: has to think about it, okay. yeah. He eventually started, started to get physical.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Totally, definitely real, Philip.
1: <laughs> he began to lift the table beneath the fingers of the group.
0: What?
1: He would tilt the table and hold it there.
0: Where were their hands when this was happening? On top of the table, okay. fingertips on top of the table. Where were their knees? <laughs> yeah.
1: Often they were standing.
0: Okay. Oh, They're usually okay. sitting, but Did sometimes they'd
1: stand up, and it would happen. I, again, I've seen the video. They're all standing, and the table tilts completely to an extreme angle and stays there.
0: Hmm. Because you know, I could get my foot under, yeah. under a, a leg thingy. of a light little card table. Anyone could. Yeah. Yeah. And just
2: flip it up.
1: Sometimes he'd flip the table on its side. Sometimes he would slide it. Often, very quickly. Hmm. It would slide rapidly. At times, the table would even sort of skid rapidly towards someone entering the room, sometimes trapping them in a corner. It's like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 you guys can your fucking table. Yeah,
2: I said, hey, Philip. It's like an overexcited dog, but it's a ghost.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. Put your table on a leash, assholes. Cool. So if the group asked him to dim the lights, then Philip would dim them. If they asked him to turn the lights back on, he'd flicker, their, flicker back to life right away when the group felt one time they felt kind of a chill wind come across them said hey philip can you stop that wind and he did hmm. according to the project that's that's a little bit harder to can to climate control the
0: room kind of like alexa does with
2: us
1: kind of kind of don't say that <gasps> she'll alexa, say something puppy. there was also a mist too at one point which kind of has to be It's a seance. i mean yeah. you're you're going to have a mist mm. so the group claimed that the table that they're gathered around were, were touching always felt electric, quote, or alive when Philip was around and answering questions. At one point, one of the own group even said they heard Philip whispering in their ear. No voice, though, was ever recorded on tape, though. So we're going to take his word for that one. Yeah. Or not. And most disappointingly, of course, no shape, no ghostly visual was ever seen ever by anyone, claimed to be seen by anyone, are certainly not videotaped or filmed. Philip, as an apparition, was a no-go ghost, he never showed, so, but anyway, tulpas are overpriced appetizers anyway, am I right, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> <France>. <laughs> thank you very much, the piece de resistance, for our French listeners, for our English listeners, that's the resistance piece, for Philip was a taped live performance in front of fifty people for this Canadian TV show or documentary. It's uh, and Philip was totally up for it. He was rapping. He was making other noises. He made the lights go on and off. He made the table levitate okay. at one point. Sure, it was only a half inch off the ground, yeah. and because the room was so dark, you couldn't really tape so, and yeah. see that it was. But they were saying, "Hey, look, it's levitating." But still, pretty impressive. And again, that I, that's on YouTube that show is on YouTube or some some snippet of it. TSPR got so excited by the success of the Philip experiment that they decided to repeat it. Right? As you would. Yeah. It's a science Yeah. Bit. Yep. I mean a hallmark of the scientific method is replicability, mm-hmm. right? And they remember parapsychologists absolutely think of themselves as 100% legitimate scientists using the scientific method. Was the Philip experiment remotely <laughs> the scientific method 100% no, not. No. But still They thought, let's repeat it. That'll go further towards proving Mm -hmm. our hypothesis. So a a new group was brought in. This group fashioned their own brand new (gasps) fictional ghost.
2: Fuck Philip, they said. Yes. They don't believe in Philip.
1: You think Philip was pissed?
2: Philip was fucked. Was
0: was there going to be Margot. Margo.
1: No, oh, but they did go with the woman they went she, with. She'd, she'd you know, be that, an would, be, that one. would have been a good idea, actually. Yeah. Huh. Margot, what's your squ- sort of story? Squeakle.
0: Squ- exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Philip, when you said, Philip, protect me, and he said, what? I don't know you. New
0: I've never seen that woman in my life. How would you feel? How would you feel about
1: that, Margot? What would you do to Philip's balls if you had a chance to, you know, crush them? Punch so. Him. Lilith was her name.
2: Oh, that's Ooh. a good name. She
1: was a French Canadian spy, of
2: course, who Why? went to
1: France France during World War II and was executed by the Nazis. because these course. guys never go for just a mundane I life. Can't
2: just be like <laughs> she was a farm girl.
1: <laughs> it was a plumber.
2: <laughs> she contracted smallpox and died. <laughs> she did
1: nothing unusual. your entire life. Yeah. It took them just five weeks to get her wrapping the table. Oh. know. So they did it again. Then came Sebastian. He was a medieval alchemist. And guess who came after that? <laughs> Axel. Who? Where was he from?
2: Fucking, I don't know.
1: The future. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a cool one. You have come to on. Admit. <laughs> so, this
2: is Xenon. Our...
1: <laughs> I know Axel.
2: Our come Mars. On. <laughs> come on.
1: You can be better than Axel. But anyway, rap, rap, rap. They all, they all responded. Even some Australians. Ozzy, oi, 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 got in on the act with Skippy Cartman.
2: <laughs> I want to be them.
1: She, yeah, she was a 14 year old Australian girl who had been impregnated by her Catholic school teacher, who then murdered her to hide his shame.
2: What the Holy fuck? Holy cow. Yeah. It
0: started yeah. off so black.
2: great. Black, dark.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Wow, Carrie. Uh, A yeah. okay. little bit racist. A <laughs> little bit racist. So Skippy wrapped and scratched. That was her mode of communication, which proved that the phenomenon could cro- cross oceans. But the best visitation you want to know? That's easy Santa Claus. <laughs> Amazing. I guess means Santa Claus is dead, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> during
1: during the groups, oh, and any small children to listening to our show right now, A, you, you, your parents are terrible, and B, Santa Claus is real and he's alive. So during the groups, I'm not fucking Trump, all right? I'm not going to ask an eight year old if he still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my God. So during the group's 1974 Christmas party, the Philip and the Lilith groups got together, joined forces, had some eggnog, had a lot of fun. Fuck These people yeah. were fun, okay? Remember? They sang 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall seven times. So someone jokingly asked if there was a presence in the room with them. One knock for yes. Hmm, how did that happen? Another wag hilariously asked, are you Father Christmas? I guess because it was near Christmas he asked that. One knock for yes. Oh my God, you guys, it was Santa. (laughs) Of course. They They held a long conversation with Santa. They're on that night. and Owen, They all
0: wanted to know if they were on the naughty list or the nice list.
1: Oh, uh, I'm sure they're on the nice list. <laughs>
0: that's amazing.
1: <laughs> Owen said, quote, this illustrates the wonderful childlike approach taken to the phenomena and the fact that in these situations you get what you expect. No shit.
2: Confirmation yeah. yeah. bias. That's kind of the
1: point. Uh, but they did feel completely vindicated by their experiment. They felt that they had proven their hypothesis that they could create a ghostly supernatural phenomena through some natural, natural psychic, yes, but a natural force, right? That force could not be a spirit because the spirit they called was not real.
0: But how do they know that?
1: Because Philip was fake, they made him up.
0: But they, do We've they know that, that it's really Philip? Maybe it well, could be the just, spirit of Scott just messing with them. Man, You're like you,
1: sure,
2: I'll be Philip. Huh? Who's yeah. that guy? <laughs>
1: Okay, thanks a lot for ruining one of my uh, oh. hypotheses at the end here, Carrie. <laughs> <Sorry>. Whatever. Jerk. <laughs> so anyway, they thought that they could do it without a, uh, you know, they could, and they did it without a medium and, and at times under the bright lights of television. So they were pretty impressed with themselves their childlike spontaneity was said to be absolutely key the group would again sing and dance and they're really loose and this was intentional dr witten he was the psychologist who sort of was the neutral observer i guess the expert he said it was childlike this childlike mindset where anything was possible that allowed the impossible to happen he said this in all kinds of jungian jargon and bullshit that's essentially that was the gist of it and in this by this reasoning though even like weaknesses became strengths like remember Philip was an imaginary ghost right so when the group asked him about events of his day and and people of his day Philip would answer accurately uh, or inaccurately according to what the group thought I mean in, in other words every none of his responses weren't either already anticipated by the group known by the group through their story making or had been sometimes were brought up in earlier sessions and they'd come back. So nothing they said was sort of new material. And in their minds, that was more proof for their specific hypothesis because that meant it was all
0: right. fake,
1: yeah. essentially. And again, so it had to be psychic, not a real ghost, to answer your question about Scott. So fuck you, Scott.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe Scott's there when they're doing the all their Scott. stuff before.
1: Scott's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just leave Scott out. Why don't you marry Scott, <laughs> Carrie? Okay.
0: He's dead, Dean.
1: Someone's done this. an asshole. So, uh, all of this again supported Owen's hypothesis. He felt really good about himself. But there were criticisms, as there will be. Was the experiment just fatally flawed from the beginning? Now, bear with me on this. If people are going to manufacture some kind of telekinetic response, they have to respond in some logical way otherwise why are some answers to questions yes why are some no so when they invented Philip beforehand it gives all the participants the framework for all of their answers in a real quote-unquote seance you wouldn't have this framework right no such framework would exist so the uh, the answers from the spirit wouldn't be known to the participants they were known to the participants in the philip experiment there's no shared fake spirit in quote unquote real seances so a spiritualist here's the the, rub, the nut of this is, is is this a spiritualist could argue that while the philip experiment might be caused by the participants through psychokinetic powers it's like yeah that's fine have have your say the communications and seances could not be because they didn't have a philip that they knew the answers to they knew his life they knew what he should say and every time he answered yes or no to something it was some it was a question that all the participants already knew does that make any sense at all
0: well yeah yeah, but I, i don't i don't buy it
1: i don't buy it either but i'm saying that you could you could that's a flaw in the methodology of the philip experiment in other words they could be proving that their experiment yes is psychic psychic power but because they knew all the answers, well, but that doesn't prove that... Sp- that's
0: what I don't get. So they're only asking Philip questions that they've already pre-made up an it, it, answer it to? It seems so,
1: yes. It does. And, and, and well, when, then they
0: spent more time making up Philip's story than they did doing the whole thing.
1: Well, no. I mean, they—they they, it, it would grow and evolve. And again, some a lot of the times... Later questions would be apparently would be based on things they had talked about in earlier sessions. So I, I read in multiple sources that nothing Philip ever said wasn't known to the to all the participants already. They hadn't mm. talked about it already.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And, and think about it. You could also just I mean, if if it is some kind of group psycho, sci, psychic phenomenon, they would kind of have to have that framework to psychokinetically cause these raps in communications. Whereas in a seance, there is no framework. There is no made up spirit. So a a, a spiritualist would say, so therefore those raps were caused by by spirits, by real spirits. Yeah.
0: See, I I would think that it's just, if it, if it could really be like Mm -hmm. a psychokinetic energy of the people in the room, it doesn't matter what the answer is. You know what I mean? That it's not necessarily trying to get to an end to, to a specific right answer just something happening.
1: Then you'd have to argue a rap,
0: that, whether it's one or two.
1: Yeah, you'd have to argue that only one person at a time then was answering, right? And they felt like it was the whole group was responsible for it. But you're right, you're right. That doesn't
0: No, that I mean be, really I, I, I just think it's energy in the room causing noise or causing something. There's yeah. there's no I see a You know what I mean? It's yeah. not really answering a question. It's just noise. Yeah. Yeah. Basically.
1: The experiment is also bought into the whole idea that you have to be a believer, right? For it to happen. That you have to be childlike and free of rational thought for the manifestation to occur. That is the most self serving nonsense and the whole constellation of supposed psychic phenomena is the, you know, the whole negative uh, vibes can ruin my psychic powers. That's that's the most that's just totally self serving, convenient bullshit. It's the it's the go to for every psychic fraud.
2: But you're it's not really the powers. In my opinion, if someone being a little bit of a downer can completely (laughs) get rid of your psychic ability, then it's not any special sort of ability. Absolutely
1: true. It's it's such nonsense. I mean, if you really can telekinetically do something, it doesn't matter what the people and and, and just somebody's negative thoughts is going to stop it. It's a weak ass power. I mean, think about it. If you're surrounded by people, you got a table, you've got a cup in front of you and everybody in in that room says, I don't believe you can lift that Dixie cup. Bitch. You can still lift the fucking Dixie Cup despite that. Yeah. If you really uh, have that power.
0: Tinkerbell can't fly. Well, Tinkerbell's a bitch. Unless okay. everybody believes in her.
1: Maybe Tinkerbell's in Mary Scott. You not carry. And also that the, the uh, participants were all kind of true believer types. That's uh, a major, major flaw in the methodology as well. Yeah. Uh, it, which is... It, I know that's a little bit of a... It seems unfair to people who believe in psychic powers because... Non-believers are rarely investigating psychic powers, right. right? So it seems like well, it has to. We have to. It's like it's like you know, it's like when the UFO enthusiast gets a picture of UFO or the or the Bigfoot enthusiast gets a picture of Bigfoot. It's it's it becomes suspect because of their lean, leanings. But I get it that uh, a um, a Bigfoot person is out there is more likely to get a picture yeah. of Bigfoot because they're out there looking for him, right? Or her. So, and the,
0: if I saw Bigfoot, I'd be too busy running away. Probably, oh, I would take
1: a picture. I would absolutely be buds with Bigfoot. We'd be friends, Fuck yeah. We'd be, we'd probably go on camping trips. Be
2: like, What's up?
1: Yeah, no. Bigfoot
2: was a girl, she'd probably have huge Bigfoot titties. Oh, yeah, I'd get her a We've bra, seen it. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That'd be nice. Be should,
2: like, Here you go, girl. Got some support. What's up?
1: She'd appreciate it, man. Yeah. I can you know, give maybe a sports bra too, yeah, some extra support, wire, yeah. Underwear. So, but because, again, that they were all believers, you, you know, it makes it much more likely that some kind of groupthink or shared delusion was responsible for the phenomena. Uh, another po- one possibility, by the way, of this is the ideomotor effect, which we're all familiar with, right? No. It's this, it's kind of the, this, the it's the obvious non-ghost, non-psychic-powered explanation for what happened, it's basically where your body does something that your conscious mind does not realize it's doing. Oh. Think Ouija board. Yeah. Where people are, are dowsing, you know, dowsing when you get the stick oh, and sure. suddenly it turns or something like that. It, you know, it, it's just the person not realizing that they're doing it. There's all kinds of experiments have been set up to show it, like this one with a pencil called the, oh crap, the Charlie effect oh, or something like that. I know like that. you're talking
2: about the Charlie, Charlie. And you're
1: told to look in a quadrant. Yeah. And unconsciously, and they You're like it blow on Unconsciously, it. Unconsciously, people are breathing on the pencil because they're looking toward the quadrant yeah, that the like... pencil is supposed to go <laughs> to.
2: And it moves.
1: And so, so the pencil always moves to that quadrant. Well, it's the people unknowingly they're breathing on that pencil and moving it. But there's other ways that it, it, essentially your muscles doing something your conscious mind is not aware of. That's the ideomotor effect. It's been investigated since the middle of the 19th century. Hmm. And, and so that is, you know, you don't maybe they don't realize they're sliding the table or tipping the table. And eight people acting in concert, it doesn't take a whole lot of physical right. exertion to move yeah. this light little card table.
2: Yeah. That's what if I think. If everyone knows yeah. the answer is no.
1: Think no. light as a light as a feather sit the, sit the board, as a board that we did in our Halloween show, where, you know, four or six or eight people with just two fingers underneath a person could lift a person a couple inches off the ground, not not four feet in the air like carry things happen. <laughs> and um, wasn't it you who said that that no. who was it? Oh, it was Jack. Yeah. It was Jack. Said so that his friends did it. it was his friends. Said, no, they're like three feet off the ground. you yeah, might fucking did to
2: this bitch with our pinkies.
1: <laughs> that might have been the sure. tequila We talk. did yeah.
0: used to do it at summer parties, but I, you know.
1: I don't remember ever getting anybody off the ground even an inch, but I, I, I know it's happening.
0: You know, we were doing little, you know, 50-pound girls, so.
1: 50-pound girls. So you were, you were six? I'm confused.
0: Yeah, we did, well, we were wow. older than You're six. weird.
1: She's weird, huh? Is it yeah. me? It's me. That remember, nothing happened for over a year before things started happening. That's way more than enough time for these people to develop some kind of a even unconscious rapport with one another and start to do physical things. Start to not realizing they're all pushing left on that table, yeah. in a very light way. Yeah. But it's, it's enough. And they say, I've read a couple of times they say, Oh, it's a deep shag carpet, so no way. Well, a no, I, I, I just saw a couple of videos, but it didn't look like a deep shag carpet to me, and b so what? you know, Or tipping the table. you know, That would be very easy to do. I, I admit that they usually looked like they had just their fingertips on it, so I'm not saying it'd be easy, but I I, I don't think it'd be impossible either. I just don't know the science yeah. behind it, to be honest, though. That'd
2: be a cool Mythbusters episode would trying be. to figure out how yeah. to get a bunch of people in on it.
1: Tip the table. But again, get, like, a, a year. A year, okay. or even in the case of the Lilith group, five weeks are still... Well,
2: yeah. if you're working at it subconsciously, to, yeah. maybe you're not. On that grind, yeah. but if you're working on it consciously, maybe we can get it done earlier than a year.
1: And they did. Yeah, you're right. And 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 the Lilith Group had a, a pathway to success yeah. already proven out by the Philip Group. So it, also the whole idea of it as a quote experiment and a scientific experiment is, is nonsense. It wasn't. There was no control group. There was no formal protocol. There was no data kept or analyzed there was no the participants were far from neutral or random there's just there's nothing remotely like a true scientific experiment so we call it the philip experiment it's not it was an exercise and you know they did some kind of vague controls they taped it they tried to only have no one was allowed to put their hands on the table things like that but still and something did happen i I have seen the videos again of these you know middle-aged canadians dancing and singing (laughs) 99 (laughs) bottles of beer on the wall uh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and showing the thing, tip and, and slide, showing the table, tip and slide. So, But whether it was Philip or psychokinesis or something far more earthly, that's, that's not clear at all. So let's take our shots in the dark, but I'm, I'm going to set up a framework for what are the possible, the most likely possible answers first.
0: Scott. Oh, I'm going to kill you.
1: <laughs> you know, what was going on in Canada in the 1970s 70s, besides a lot of smoke and woo. We- oh and the early early years of rush thank you canada the experiment option one let's say the experiment is proof that our minds cause psychical uh, physical manifestations of ghosts and explain spiritualism phenomena completely that way in other words the philip experiment right. hypothesis right that's number one number two is or maybe sometimes is that that is the answer, but other times it is a real ghost. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier with my babbling explanation. There, our, our thought that, and, I, and anyways, after all, you know, plenty of people have said they've seen ghosts. Something Philip can never manage, right? So maybe this case was caused by psychic powers, like they thought, and we're trying to show. But other events were caused by spirits. Some people even do think. Was called the Scott hypothesis. Okay, that some Thank playful you. spirit. So, in other words, a, a, yeah. a spiritualism person would say, "Yeah, it's just a playful spirit." He was pretending to be yeah. Philip. He gave them the answers they wanted. He was already there, I guess, when they're making up Philip's bullshit, yeah, sure. so he knew. So
2: somniscient.
1: He went along with the charade and had some fun on these credulous Canadians. Mm-hmm. So, if that's true, that entirely negates the Philip hypothesis. Number four, I think. Am I right? It was all just a bunch of believers wishing something into existence through, you know, tilting the table and somehow disguising how they're rapping against the table. Remember the Fox sisters? They did the wraps over, the, the whole wrapping over a century before Philip. Uh, and, and remember, this group used this lightweight card table, not a heavy wooden table, mm-hmm. you notice. A lot of seances did use that. The experimenters in Australia, by the way, who did the whole Skippy, Skippy, Skippy. thing, Skippy thing, the murdered 14-year-old. They did start with a heavier table, right? But they got nothing for weeks. Then they switched to this lightweight three-legged card table, and suddenly that table started to Three sway. Legs. I know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Australia, what the fuck's up with three-legged tables? Yeah, what the fuck? Explain it. Explain yourself. So they and it did start to it even spun around and things like that, but not until they started using this lightweight, more yeah. easily manipulated a table, though. And and also they never managed to get a lot of their stuff on tape, and they also never got any kind of apparition. So it it could be that that hypothesis is that it was all just idiomotor or whatever, something like that. Or was it all just an outright hoax? Iris Owen said at the beginning, everybody thought it was. They were suspicious of one another when when the table started rapping or moving. They they thought, oh, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. So they'd do things like place doilies under the hands and fingers of everybody. So they'd push just not push the table and just slide the doilies across the table if they were overtly pushing. Uh, uh, but still, you, uh, doilies are not, and usually they didn't have doilies. You can still, you know, explain the tilting and, and swaying. The ramps a little more problematic, though, aren't they? By an idiomotor yeah. effect. The Fox Sisters, they consciously manipulated their toe. Knuckles. That's how yeah, they made. the yeah. sharp. And they sounded, I, uh, by all witnesses, it sounded like rapping on wooden walls.
0: Which is weird. It is weird. But it sounded. I have, so up toes. I'd yeah. take them to the doctor to check out their toes.
1: <laughs> it mm-hmm. made them very wealthy. Yeah. Very, uh, so that, that's what they made. These sharp rapping sounds, which more or less invented spiritualism in the late 1840s is when that started. I did not see anyone clearly rapping the table in the videos that I watched on YouTube. So I don't know. Again, could they have been precedent making popping sounds that sound like that? It's it's very possible. I don't I don't know, Um, and and it doesn't mean they didn't figure out unconsciously they could have figured out a way to make to manufacture a rapping sound, but if it wasn't unconscious, then it is kind of suggestive that it was that someone was doing it consciously, like the Fox Sisters, and it was a hoax. We just don't know how they did it. But again, these are eight true believers, and they're true believer. Headed to TPSR in the room with them. I mean, yeah. who knows, man? Uh, R, R, maybe it was real. <sighs> it was Philip. What do you think? So, what, what, what's. Well, it
0: what, couldn't have been Philip.
1: <sighs> Carrie, it could have been Scott.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, did well, one. out of
1: those, what do you think? What, what, what's your shot in the dark there?
2: It's all fake.
1: All fake. Somebody. You think a conscious hoax or a, uh, an unconscious, unconscious, you know, ideomotor <laughs> kind of stuff? it's more
2: likely yeah. that someone. Consciously was faking it, in my you, opinion. Consciously, yeah, just yeah. like one person. though. Yeah, I think one uh, person maybe was like, felt yeah, he got, got tired of waiting. Yeah, for a fucking year.
1: Every year he's going home after the meeting, trying to perfect his method of making rapping yeah. sounds. Wasn't one yeah. of
2: them? Wasn't one of them the wife? Yes. So what if it was the wife who saw like her fucking husband losing cuz yes. He's like, Philip, please speak to me. <laughs> and she's like, fucking okay, I'll make my toes do this weird shit. Like I'll figure out how the Fox sisters did it.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, 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 the weird thing is though that the raps, again, the raps and the, and the table manipulation are very, would be different. The table manipulation yeah. is easily, doily, again, doilies or not, is, is pretty easily explained by their acting in unison. And it, yeah. that could very well be subconscious. That could Our be conscious. Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: One of the above.
1: Okay. You're not going to go with that. I know. He, oh, I know what you think, Carrie. You think Scott did it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> He loves Scott
1: so much. He's so hey. great, man. Scott's so funny. Scott yeah. pulled one over on them. He's so funny. Well,
0: I, literally, I don't have any way of knowing.
1: No? But mm-hmm. I don't believe. That's why it's called a shot in the dark, Carrie. Oh, but I, I do. don't
2: believe that it's real. It's <laughs> based on fact. <laughs> Cold hard knowledge.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what it is either. My, my. I, my guess would be uh, subconscious. Yeah, they seemed pretty. Besides being weird, uh, I, I'm thinking a lot of Dungeons and Dragons that Fuck came out yeah. and was played by these people. Uh, they, it, but they didn't seem like just overt yeah. hoaxers who would do that. I mean, it's it's not that's not a possible. Yeah, that's
2: why I could yeah. I could see some want someone getting desperate and like Fuck. yeah.
1: are could gonna be psychokinesis?
2: Or or totally that. Mm, I, yep. That's
0: lower on my list mm-hmm. of possibilities.
1: Right, right. Would have a closed mind Carrie.
2: Unbeliever.
1: Yeah. Non-believer! You would not allow your geller to bend his fucking spoons because nope. you he couldn't bend his spoons on Johnny Carson. What yeah. a bitch. The got a little tidbit for you here though. Uh, this story, the Philip the ex- which is not super, super widely known, by the way, I don't think. Philip the the experiment, the ghost. It gave rise to not one but two major, semi-major motion pictures. Ooh. One in 2012 called *The Apparition*, which, very, 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 very loosely, was based on this. It was just sort of the inciting incident was this demon was was unleashed by this parapsychology experiment, uh, not unlike. I, I was going to say Philip. that's yeah. about it. That's, otherwise, you know, hilarity oh, ensues. Yeah. That's yeah. very different. Actually, horror ensues. The other one is called was from 2014. It's called *The Quiet Ones*. And it was more like they were doing, you know, th- this group was meeting to to, um, but it, it was to do the, a kind of Philip experiment-like kind of procedure. But they were actually they introduced this troubled girl who had been in a satanic cult, and they were trying to help her stop manifesting her telekinetic powers through, like mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, through their fake séances. The right. group was trying to help. Uh, um, they. They moved the story, though, to Oxford in England and turned Philip into a malevolent girl named Evie Dwyer, <laughs> and, who, who turned the seances into just horrifying ordeals with br- uh, things being branded into people's skin and smoking dolls, which I think I means they're smoking like they're on fire, as opposed yeah. to they have a cigarette yeah, in now. Like, I think. Probably. I haven't, I haven't you've seen the movie. Do about it. <laughs> I sound like this because I yeah. two packs a day. Uh, and the movie had Dr. Owen. Had a son who committed suicide in a mental asylum. None of these things are true. How do I know? It's called Hollywood.com. Phenomenal <laughs> website. But it, so this one was a little bit less loose, but very, very loosely based on the, the Philip experiment. But hmm. nothing. The, and there was a, I want to say Owen published a book, or maybe it was Iris Owen published a book about this in 2000, I'm sorry, 1975 or six or something like that. There's a documentary about it a long time ago, but in, in Canada. So we're not going to see it. That's it. That's the story of Philip, the imaginary ghost. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> Thanks. Any other tidbits, questions, thoughts? Nope. Okay. Nope. Tell them what to find us.
0: Uh, Weird World Podcast. Go on, tell us on more. On the various social media places, except for Twitter, which is Weird World Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. And then you can email me at, or us.
1: Maybe Scott will email you, Carrie. Maybe,
0: weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com.
1: And we'll put on Instagram, Carrie will actually, some pictures. Yeah. We've got to show you. We'll show you Phillip. We'll show you the group. Yeah. Super nerds. And we'll um, show you uh, some tipping table. Also, we'll definitely show you a picture of a medium pulling some ectoplasm out of her mouth and turning into a ghost. It's hilarious.
2: I've def- I've seen pictures of those. It's super obvious. It's incredibly obvious. It's Hilarious. Like, argh,
1: but first of all, why gross. would they do that? Yeah. yeah. But okay. So anyway, that's it. Please join us next time. Thanks for listening.